0: This is Two Girls Talking, Episode 24. I'm Katie Kylie, 97.1 The River in Atlanta, Afternoon Drive DJ. And I'm here with my good friend, Melissa Ruggieri. She's the music critic for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She also does the music scene blog at AJC.com. And today we're talking to Rob Halford of Judas Priest, who I had never (laughs) interviewed before after all these years. But you had a a long ago interaction with him. (laughs) I did. It's funny. I, I talked to him about it at the very beginning. I don't want to give away too much except for the fact that there was a guy that was a roadie or something that was kind of with us. We were inside the venue and Rob Halford was kind of hitting on me who was being like Mr. <laughs> Dude right and the guy after he left the guy goes you know he's gay right and I was like no I, I must have been in my early 20s I was so this in- was what, in the 80s like it was,
1: yes yeah. it was
0: like early 80s and and you probably were at the Omni. 83 or 84 yeah. yeah we were at the Omni here in Atlanta so I, of course I didn't say that because it, not, not that it matters but it is just interesting that there's a guy that yeah. is so heavy metal right and that he happened to be gay too and yeah. you and I figured that that's probably why the whips and chains and leather and
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean you know- He did. He lived. He lived a long time without that, you know, being public, and then finally got to the age where he was like, you know what? I don't care. This is who I am. And and you know, one of the things we talked about is how he has an autobiography in mind to do, and said he's got lots of stories he wants to tell that people haven't heard before. That you know, his music life is very public, but he hasn't told a lot of his personal stuff,
0: and it sounds like he really wants to get into that if he does go ahead and and do a book. And he's such a nice guy, so you'll hear all that. But the funny thing is, if you ever seen have seen Judas Priest live, they are loud. And aggressive yeah. and crazy good live. And you know, I don't think I've ever
1: seen them live. I was oh. thinking about that because you know there there are very few bands or artists that I haven't seen at some point over twenty something years. And I was even thinking like a festival. You know, sometimes you forget, and maybe I did because we were just talking about Stevie Wonder the other day, and I forgot I saw him here three years ago. That's hard so, for me to believe. And, you know, <laughs> <I know. laughs> so you know, there's a chance I did see them, but I just don't remember. But but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them, especially at the Fox where they're going to be playing here in Atlanta because they they've been on this tour, this new album, well newish, came out last fall last year, Fire power. It's doing so well that they were able to, you know, do another leg of dates, and it's really their most successful charting album they've ever had in their career, which is
0: really phenomenal when you think they've been around. You said it'll be 50, 50 years, years next year. And it's a good, I mean, it's there is good. good music on this. Yeah, I was very impressed. If you
1: like that, it. you know, loud, hard, aggressive anthemic, I mean, you know, that's the thing, too. It's not just noise. Yep. I
0: mean, these are you know, songs. It's driving these are, guitar, it's just it's These it's are really good songs, yeah. yeah.
1: So the, the tour, this leg of the tour is going to kick off May 3rd in Fort Lauderdale, and they're going to be on the road until June. June 29th when they're going to wrap in Vegas they're going to be here in Atlanta May 8th at the Fox which she talked to us about you know how cool it was going to be to play a theater like that and they are playing a lot of theaters this time so they did a lot of amphitheaters last year now they're kind of scaling down into a more intimate setting and uh, but you know you talked to them a little bit or asked them about what to expect on stage and it
0: sounds like the motorcycle will be there yes <laughs> in some form or another which I guess yeah so if you are a priest fan and if you are not this is one of those bands that you really should see live once I'm telling you there's a lot of great songs and hits by them and it sounds like you know they want to keep going for a while yep. but
1: as we know with so many other artists, you never know when the last time That's is, you right. might be able to see a classic band like that. So if you haven't seen them, yeah, this might be. And, and in a lot of these smaller places was probably a really cool spot to see them as opposed to one of those outdoor amphitheaters and sweating.
0: Agree. Agree. <laughs> There'll be no sweating. At the... So here he is. It's Rob Halford with Melissa and me earlier this week. Rob. <laughs> hello,
3: hello, hello.
0: Hello, Rob. Last time I talked to you was like 1984. Good grief. <laughs> Seriously.
3: We've got to stop got to pestering each other. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know
0: what? You were wonderful too. We were at the Omni in Atlanta, right? Yes. I was broadcasting live, and you came up. Like we did it in the lobby, but all of your fans were outside the glass windows waiting to get in, and they were just yeah. staring at us, having the. And you just put on quite a show. You're just an awesome man. So so excited to well, talk thank to you, you again. So much.
3: That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I love to hear these kinds of stories. You know, Priest is kind of embedded now in in the music music culture of, of of America. We've had this amazing kind of musical love affair for as long as I can remember, and it's still going strong, Gosh, and we're excited to come and see you again soon.
1: It's great that the tour's kicking off in a couple of weeks, and you're doing a lot of theaters this time. I think it's actually the first time you're playing our Fox Theater, and last year you were here doing an amphitheater, so is it weird bringing priest music into like these like stately theaters and just a whole different kind of environment and vibe?
3: love the Fox Theater. So much history, and, and this is the fun we're having now. We're mixing it up, you know. We love these opportunities to get kind of closer to yeah. our fans. Our fans are our lifeblood, and, and the, the, that beautiful Fox Theatre, I can't wait to get get in it and um, and, and make some metal. It's going to be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you going to make your grand entrance on the motorcycle?
3: Well, I shan't be doing my entrance on the motorcycle, but the motorcycle will definitely be roaring out at some point. You know, the motorcycle is still, again, very much part of the the rich history of Priest right from the the time we started to use it with that iconic song, Hellbent for Leather. It's kind of a pinnacle of the night, really, because it's a representation in a a lot of ways. You know, the Harley, it's loud, it's it's noisy, it smells, it pisses off some people, (laughs) you know, all the great... It's got all the great attributes of heavy metal.
0: And I noticed that it makes it into your video, too. We were we were just watching the video. I was like, that's a really cool way to have the motorcycle in a video.
3: It is. And it's also got a wonderful connection to Glenn and his uh, foundation. And um, what we do is we, we put the bike out front for our fans to hop on and take a picture and make any kind of donation to the Glenn Tipton Parkinson's Foundation. We're raising an enormous amount of money for Glenn's Foundation to help people in any way that we possibly can to fight this terrible thing that's going on in the world.
1: How is Glenn doing?
3: He's doing great, doing great. You know, I'm sure we all have someone in our lives, or we'll know a story of someone in our lives who's, who's, who's challenging this... Uh, it's this battle that they're fighting, and it's always uplifting to read and, and hear and meet individuals that are going through this moment. And, and Glenn is really like, whether he, whether he wants to be or not, he's like a poster boy in that respect for bringing the, the constantly needed focus and attention to Parkinson's.
1: That's really incredible that you guys are doing that, and it gives the, like you say, it gives the fans an opportunity to be part of it as well.
3: Absolutely, and our fans are loving Glenn and supporting Glenn. In any way they can. So, altogether, you know, we're having a blast right now. I mean, here we are, still roaring around the world on the <laughs> Firepower Tour. This is our third American leg because it takes about three legs to get around the (laughs) gigantic (laughs) United States. And we're happy to be coming out with our good friends Uriah Heap Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time we're doing it. So we've known each other forever and they're a wonderful band, great guys. So, uh, you know, everybody should get down early and catch some heat before the priest. Absolutely.
1: And you said this is the first time that you're touring together in all these years.
3: It is, yeah. Uh, And Uriah Heap have been around for as long as Priest, Mm -hmm. if my memory serves me correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have. uh, great uh, (laughs) friends and fans of each other. In fact, I think Richie jammed with them recently. We were just out in Australia and I think they had some shows and Richie went on went on stage and jammed out one of their really, really good songs, Easy Living. Yes. And um, that was just a blast. So yeah, you know, and it's an opportunity to catch two British fans that really uh, are still going strong with their own definitive kinds of music and uh, so we're just thrilled and happy to be seeing all of our fans again, especially our fans from throughout Atlanta, Georgia. But, you know, when when you go to a pre-show these days, people flying from all over the world, it's, it's so much of, much of an event.
0: If you want to go to the Fox Theatre and it's a more intimate venue, yeah, mm-hmm. you need to get your tickets before they sell out, before the date, which is coming up very soon. So you're yes, exactly right. Yeah,
3: we're shaking up the show. And what we're going to do is uh, we, we've built a new set, we've got new lights, we've got new costumes, you know, we've got everything is new. We, we, we're bringing in some... Some songs that we haven't played for a long time, like Out in the Cold from the Turbo album. Wow. I think we're going to be jamming out Take These Chains Up, which I don't think has been played forever. So these are things now that, through the rich history of the hundreds of, of songs that we've recorded over the years, we're just having fun and diving in and out of different albums and shaking up the show as we move along.
0: Well, your new stuff sounds fantastic. I mean, you should be so proud of yourselves. For You know, I think I started in radio right when um, Screaming for Vengeance came out. To me, that was like the biggest you ever were. It was a huge, huge time for you. But Melissa was just telling me as she did some research. Is it crazy to think that Firepower is the most
1: successfully charting album of your career? I mean, 40-plus years in, that's pretty amazing.
3: This is the joy of music, you know. It's you see, to me, it's all under the label of rock and roll, and rock and roll should really have no barriers or boundaries or anything like that. Great things can happen at any moment for you. I'll tell you what's really important about this for priest is that it's so inspiring. It, it, it motivates you. We all need motivation in life. And this is just a wonderful time given to us from our beautiful fans. You know, we worked hard in the studio to make the best record we could, but the fans lifted it and elevated it to a place that's really giving us a, a, another surge, a resurgence, if you will, you know, and it really propels us forward as we head to kind of the official 50th anniversary of Priest in 2020. So we have some really exciting plans for that coming up. So
1: many of your peers have decided that maybe it's time to start looking at the Their end farewell of the eight <laughs> <yes. laughs> the, hundred <800th> farewell <laughs> tour here or there. But but it sounds like you guys still have plenty of gas left that, you know, you want to keep doing this. Is that is that how you're feeling?
3: Yeah, we love it. We kind of almost went into that phase of the epitaph tour when, when Richie came on board. And um, I don't think we'll ever do that. I don't think we'll ever kind of say this is definitely the end. We learned a lot from that epitaph experience. And I think that if and when it happens, which it is be, does for anybody in life, you know, it could be a graceful exit, and I don't know how that that'll be, how that'll manifest itself. I think when when you, when you start thinking about that as well internally, you kind of start to decompress creatively, mm. and 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 that's the last thing that we want to do yeah. right now. I mean, I know, I know for a fact that Glenn's back in England, putting riffs together for some new priest songs for the next priest album. Mm. So. Things are always looking forward to the future with Christ.
0: Rob, when I watched the video where you were putting on your rings and you, you know, you're the leather and all that, I was like, I almost got claustrophobic. But it made me think, how after all these years are you in such great shape? Your voice is just remarkably wonderful. And then you're going out on the road, too. This isn't just a recording studio thing. You're going out live. Tell us about your lifestyle, what you do to kind of keep going like this.
3: That's a joy. For, for as long as we've had Priest together, it's always been about the show. You always say, "I'm going to go see a band." You really, you really say, "I'm going to go hear a band," you know. <laughs> and right from day one, Priest made an effort to give our fans something special to remember, visually as well as the, the great songs that they want to hear. Yeah. So all, all the business with the bike, the leather, the whips and chains, the studs, the rings. That's all of, all of the embellishments. They've added accruciments, is that the way to say it? First and foremost is the music. The music matters the most. But if you can wrap it up with all of these extra big, large dimensions, then that just gives a, a, a kick to, a, to what you're doing, you know, and, um, and that's great. But right now I'm, I'm relaxing a little bit. It's nice to stop moving. <laughs> i have just, just been. We all went through about six time changes in two weeks recently down in Australia, New Zealand and Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how you guys feel when you do like a trip from New York to LA and you wake up and you don't know where you're at. Right. So imagine <laughs> imagine, do, imagine that four of those big moons in two weeks. But hey i'm not complaining it's a thrill it's a thrill we're having a blast thank you to our beautiful fans and um everything's good
0: but you sort of bypass the fact that you are in your mid 60s that's all i'll say and that you are in... no, hey yeah i tell
3: you what's great i tell you what's great about this as i've heard through through life i don't even think about that they like, say what's this thing age is a number and that's exactly what it yep. is it's all about living your life to the fullest, enjoying life, sharing what you can with people, being grateful as we are in priest to all of our incredible fans that are giving us the life we metal and just keeping it real more than anything else. You know, getting a grip to it, getting a handle on it and, and, and realising the beautiful power that music has in all, in all its shapes and forms. What a privilege it is to be a musician. And to be able to go around the world and, and you know share these good times with m- uh, millions of our fans, it's the best thing going. You know, you can never get enough of it.
0: Are you eating well? Uh, I mean, you look great and you sound and great. You sound great.
3: <laughs> so oh, that's that smoking mirror, that mirrors. That's smoking mirrors and lights, <No>. darling.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you work? Are you like a uh, workoutaholic, or do you? Eat? Yeah,
3: I tell you my workout. My workout on stage. I mean, if you think Chris yes. work, mm. we, we're, yeah. still, we're still it's a very physical band corner going crazy with that big monster bass and <laughs> Scott's away going bananas on the on the drums <laughs> and then you got me and, and, and Richie and, and at the moment and of course with, with Andy. It's a physical show with Priest, you know, it's an hour an hour and a half and change of, of really intense high energy physical metal. So that's our workout really. But you have to be careful. We're aware that with our physical condition that that can relay to the performance and it's our duty to be in the best shape we can when we go out each night to give our fans what they deserve.
1: Do you do any kind of vocal warm-ups before you go out? Because you're still hitting those notes that not a lot of people could hit even in their heyday.
3: (laughs) No, I just have a nice cup of tea and I wander <laughs> out and <laughs> go to work. It's that tea. <laughs> <Go to work. laughs> what I do save you all that to the stage, yeah.
0: What do you notice is the biggest difference in the audiences from, let's say, going back in the late seventies, early mid eighties to now?
3: Well, we've moved into that era now where it really is a metal family. We we see our fans bringing their kids, and in some instances, the kids are bringing the kids. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant, you know. It just really sh- it really reinforces what we've said forever that that metal lives, personally, that metal lives forever, and that it goes from generation to generation. It's one of those few music You know, when you were a kid, and you were listening to what your mum and dad was listening to, and you would roll your eyes. <laughs> um, that's not the case with metal. At some of our shows, you got you know the family that <laughs> the whole family going out for a night of heavy metal, and they're all banging their heads together. What a great way for a family to communicate with yes. music. You know, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. So that's something that obviously we've seen uh, grow and amplify over the years equally new metal heads. There'll be new metal heads that are probably coming to see Priest for the first time, maybe their first time ever at the show in Atlanta the Fox. And that's another great um, opportunity to spread spread the gospel of metal. And there's always somebody in that audience that goes, wow, I'd love to be a singer in a metal band or I'd love to play drums in a metal band. The whole way of, the way that we convey the inspiration of music from a live performance, not just Priest, but any band, I urge people, see bands play live. It's the best thing in the world to see musicians doing what they love to to do.
0: Who do you, just Rob Halford, who do you listen to when you're listening and not working?
3: Oh, I'm all over the place. I'm listening to a lot of blues right now. Really? All kinds of blues music. I come from the blues. That's where, you know, I discovered music As I, be, you know, as I moved through my teenage years, I suddenly discovered the glorious American blues. A lot of the early people like Bessie Smith, Muddy Waters, Howling Wolf, uh, Fats Domino, were all, all of the greats, you know. And then moving on, Phoebe Rayburn, obviously Hendrick. There's a, there's a ton of people, a ton of people. So I'm, I'm really feasting on blues right now. I don't know where that might lead to. I feel there's a blues album in me somewhere. So wow. that's where that's where I'm kind of getting my vibes from uh, at this moment.
0: Did you listen to any metal at all, or who would you, who are you impressed by?
3: Yeah, I'm all over the place. Obviously, uh, as far as the news scene goes, it, it, it's everywhere. You know, my friends from Death Punch. Uh, the, we just did some great shows with Hailstorm over in New Zealand. Bad Wolves. It's thrilling to see David from Disturbed doing so so great again. Metal is just really profound in in the way that it's global and making these great statements. So there's a never-ending supply of this. There's a crazy band in Japan called... The guys wear wolf heads. What are they called? (laughs) Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I've got a T-shirt here. I've got a T-shirt. I'm a T-shirt maniac. I'm doing um, that now, too, because yeah. it takes a less man, th- with, man with a Mission. Man yeah. with a Mission. Okay. Man with a Mission. Check them out.
0: Okay. Good for you, they're, see, that's they're great.
3: A, they're, that, they're kind of a new thing that's happening in Japan where the they're, 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 they're taking these ex- kind of extreme... Not really extreme, but they're being original. It, you know, it, yeah. it, it, what's left to be original in, in rock and roll? It seems <laughs> it seems that everything's been done. But these guys are doing something a little bit different, and I like their attitude in their music. So yeah, it's good. It's great. Uh, it just reinforces what we've said forever that metal will never die. You
1: mentioned recently that you were thinking about doing an autobiography. Is is that Ooh. is that true? And if so, what what kind of stories are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs>
3: It is true. It is true, Yay. yeah. I, I kind of said half-jokingly in Australia a couple of weeks ago that it'll probably be like Lord of the Rings. It'll need three volumes <laughs> because my, my life has been all over the place. I think when it is done, it'll be it'll be very deep. It'll be very personal. I'll be sharing some stories that have happened to me that the world has never known about. And that's only because I'm, I'm only now comfortable in my own in my own skin to share mm-hmm. some of these intimate details. I think that's important. You know, I've lived an open life when it comes to my music. I think if you're going to do something like this, it, it's best just to get it all out of your system and, and make sure that it's done done properly and not want these, like, pseudo-autobiography type of things. I I want it to be a, the real deal. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly but Purely being pieced together.
0: I love hearing that. I love, love, love hearing that. Good for you. And I can't wait to read it. Melissa and I are both English majors, too, in <laughs> school. So we can't wait to read that.
1: And we love rock biographies, especially when yes. it's written by the actual person. Yes, we really
0: get a kick out of that. <laughs> That's great. Melissa, any other things that you want to ask?
1: Just, you? you know, just as far as what, you know, people, if they do, like you say, they, if they came to see you last fall, they're going to get a whole different type of show this time, right?
3: Yes, that's right, yeah. We're, we're You know, at the same time, if we didn't do Breaking the Law, there'd be a riot, which is
0: <laughs> <Yes, laughs> quite,
3: quite appropriate with that song. There are certain classics in a priest show. If you're a fan of any band, you want to hear those songs that are in your in your life story, because music is, a, all kinds of music live in our lives, you know? So there are certain elements of priest that, that we will never dismiss. But at the same time, we know there'll be some, sort of Fans coming to see us again for the second, maybe the third time. So, we want to give you something a little bit different. So, yeah, mixing it up, new set, new songs, new new everything. And uh, so, come check it out. It'll be the last time you'll see Priest this year in America. Come and bang your head with some Priest and uh, your IV. That's Rob, awesome. you are amazing.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being such a giving interview. We and, just love talking to actually, you. And where, actually, where are you today, Rob?
3: I'm in uh, my beautiful home in Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Oh, you live
1: in Phoenix. Oh, nice. nice. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. It is a it is a beautiful place this time of year.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of what we call a desert rat now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a native. I always get drawn to this place. I I quickly tell the story that the first time the first time I ever came to Phoenix was on the first priest tour that we did in '78, I think it was '77, '78. And we got off the tour bus after doing a show in, in Vegas at the Aladdin Theater. Which is now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have got some incredible eight millimetre home movie footage of me sitting at the front of the of the bus, one of the early tour buses, and going down the strip, and um, and all the old, all the old, old casinos and hotels, with <sighs> with, with like the you know the banners, the, the marquee things out mm-hmm. in the front. Frank Sinatra, Elvis <sighs> Presley, <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck, Dean Martin. I mean, wow, what a what a, trip, what a what a trip Vegas was in those days. But I remember we, we did the show and then we came back overnight to Phoenix and I got off the tour bus at about four in the morning in the middle of the summer. And first of all, if you've been in Phoenix in the middle of the summer, <laughs> yeah. four in the morning, it's generally around a balmy, 110 degrees, uh-huh. you know, at three in the morning. Yeah. So I got up and... You know, as a kid growing up in England, I would watch all these old Western movies like The Cisco Kid, The Lone Ranger, you know, Champion, The Wonder Horse, and all that kind of stuff. And so I always had a passion to firstly hope a dream w- would come true, which it did when I came to America, <laughs> but also to be in the in the desert into this, in this magical place mm-hmm. that I saw as a kid in, on the TV, and there it was, you know. Oh. And it was a bit like Shangri-La to me. I think everybody's, if you have the, the the great opportunity to travel, everybody has like a second home from home kind of vibe, and that's what Phoenix is always meant to be. So this is where my, uh, my base is, when I'm not in my first love, which is my little... Little house back in Walsall I- in England. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a lucky guy and I'm grateful, and uh, that's where I'm speaking to you from today. Well, pl- uh. please
1: tell me you've been to Pizzeria Bianco.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, you know, I'm a foodie. And we you notice know, <laughs> as we get older, we become foodies, you know. Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm always checking out new places. I was at a, a really cool new place called Gunzooks. Um, enchiladas and soups because i love mexican food hmm. so i'm always going around town checking out new experiences yeah good good stuff good stuff
2: ah oh, very cool. cool
0: i wish you lived near us because you sound like so much fun <laughs> you'd be so fun to hang out with <laughs> yes. and go eat with.
3: yeah yeah to atlanta i don't know whether we've got a day off let's go eating. Let's, <laughs> let's do it
2: there are lots of there are
1: lots of good restaurants around here you shouldn't have a problem once you get into town <laughs> We can't Beautiful. wait to see it's you.
3: It's been great talking to you, Melissa Cady. Thank you so much. It's Thank you, great. Rob.
0: Rob Halford from Judas Priest. <laughs> love that. Didn't you enjoy it? I, you know, I love that. I like to ask
1: artists when I talk to them, and I usually it's usually my first question is, where are you calling from? Because I just like to throw that in my stories that they're calling from London or wherever. And when he said that he was in Phoenix, I, said, I go out every, every year with my husband to spring training, and we've gotten to know, you know a lot Phoenix of the restaurants well. around there and stuff. So it was kind of fun just to ask him where he likes to eat or if he'd been to this great pizza place that we go to every year and
0: and you never know like what you're going to get from someone because they are just people that's right and <laughs> He's and he enjoyed, <laughs> they told us 20 minutes exactly yeah. and then he was like well i'll talk to you just a little longer about yeah so i mean good for you for and, putting it out there and then he he Love to answer that.
1: Right. He had a great story about when they first played Vegas and then the first time he went to Phoenix and, you know, just kind of the history of something that was a special memory to him. So, yeah. no, he was he was a really, really nice guy and he was a really good interview.
0: Look for Judas Priest on the road, maybe near you, and look for us next week. We are Two Girls Talking. Now, in the meantime, we love to hear from you. We really do. We love to get emails. TwoGirlsTalking11, 11, number 11, at gmail.com. And then you can also find us on Facebook at Two Girls Talking. We'll be back with you next week. Have a great week in the meantime.